You are now tuned in to the Storm Tracker Podcast. Welcome back to the Storm Tracker Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin representing CanesCounty.com, part of the Rivals.com network. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all platforms. Make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel live from Canes County. Most importantly, subscribe to the website, canescountly.com. Today, I've got Greg Smith joining me from Rivals.com, national recruiting analyst, to talk recruiting for the Hurricanes. Thanks for joining me today, Greg. Hey, thanks, Marcus. I appreciate you having me, man. It's it's gonna be it's been an interesting time down in the state of Florida this year. I'm excited to kind of dive into some stuff happening down there. Yeah, you're normally kind of like in the Midwest, and you know, I, I, but you do have connections down here in the Southeast. Um, what, what's it, what's it been like, kind of covering uh, the this area? It's been it's been interesting because between basically between Florida and Georgia, there have just been just an enormous amount of prospects and ground to cover, right? Um, yeah. Which has been kind of different. It's it, it's more spread out in the Midwest, so coming down south um, has been kind of an eye opening thing. It's been fun though. Um, I like it a lot. Um, the thing is too is it, I think it's an interesting time, like I mentioned, to be in Florida in particular and do stuff down there because of the big three and kind of where they are recruiting wise right now and how each of them have kind of taken steps forward. Um, I guess Miami and Florida have kind of had their kind of ups and downs this season. Florida State has been kind of riding high, but to see all of them kind of battling out for kind of top 10 uh, recruiting classes this year, which is something that every one of those big three should be doing on a yearly basis, given the talent base down there. Um, it's an interesting time to come in and do this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big three, uh, they hate each other. Right. <laughs> uh, that, that That's a fact. And, you know, they battle on the field and they battle in recruiting. So since you brought that up, man, let's talk about the big three and Miami's chances of, of maybe finishing on top as far as recruiting. Uh, right now they're sitting third place uh, among the big three. Uh, plenty of recruits still out there. Uh, what are the chances do you think that Miami finishes – in first place. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that there is a chance for that, and it's going to come off of the back of kind of flips and decommitments always, which is what we've kind of seen, which is why this race has been so fascinating to watch, um, because as of about a month ago, it was a little different than it is right now um, yeah. after some of the recent news that happened. And so I don't think that we're done seeing kind of that jostling and shuffling. I think that if, if Miami could flip a couple guys back, if, if they can have some decommitments from the other teams, because one of the other things, too, as it relates to that, as you know, it's, it's not just about who you gain, it's who the other teams lose, right? So yeah. there's a lot of players that, you know, are are attempting to be poached from that Florida class from other teams and you see it all over the place. And so if, if, if some teams can be successful at that, that helps Miami. If Miami obviously can grab some guys back, um, I, the, you know, there's a lot out there still, like you mentioned, for them to kind of close this class. The game this weekend didn't necessarily hurt or help, but they can still get the thing in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, last year they, they finished five and seven. It was one of the worst seasons in recent memory for the Miami Hurricanes. Yet they were still able to com to complete the eighth ranked class, yeah. you know, which was pretty amazing. Right now they sit at 12. 
Uh, Florida is uh, fourth and Florida State is third. You know, I hate to bring up a subject because I try to stay away from this subject <laughs> right now, but I feel like we have to. Um, you know, there, there's a situation where Miami could flip back Armando Blunt. Um, well, what's, what's your take on that situation and the chances of Miami doing that? Yeah, it's a wild one, man. Anytime, you know, you have one of these like big time recruitments and you guys know this down there, like they go back and forth, you know, it's sideways one way, you know, somebody's telling you is this is absolutely going to go one way and the next minute you, you get totally shocked and it's not right. That's the nature of the beast with these big time recruitments that end up going to the wire. I do think that this will be one when we're sitting around doing like national, like early signing day shows and that sort of stuff. He's going to be somebody that we're watching to see whether or not he flips back to Miami those relationships just don't go away right and he's got strong relationships down there in Coral Gables um, and so you never know how they can then kind of work that to get him back in the fold it's 2023 recruiting so NIL will come into play as it tends to do at this time um, yeah. as well so you you just have to see I think that it would not it would not be shocking if he flipped back to Miami the really the, and he's just an interesting recruit because he's not only a great player on the defensive line and somebody that is kind of a cornerstone player that every team wants the fact that he then moved up a class and reclassified from 25 yeah. to 24 because he's been playing football at the varsity level since the eighth grade this is actually his fourth year of varsity football and he's going to early enroll right and so whichever yeah. school he then picks at signing day he wants to be off to that school um right after that so there's going to be a lot of intrigue to see exactly where that fax comes in on signing day but i wouldn't count out the kings just yet yeah. yeah, you can never count out the Canes and Mario Cristobal and right. his staff. He, he's just an elite recruiter. So that will definitely be an interesting one down to the to the end here uh, when, once we get to signing day. Miami's looking to flip a ton of targets, though. I, I mean, uh, there's a bunch of players out there from anywhere from uh, Jeremiah Smith has been mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, Luane McCoy has been mentioned as a flip target. Um, what are, what players do you think Miami has the best chance of possibly flipping to its 2024 class? Yeah, I think the one of the guys that I have a, a big eye on is Jordan Lyle, the running back that's committed uh, to Ohio State. Um, I think that he's a kid that Miami would really like, and if they, if they or that they do like, um, and would love to have him in the class. And if they can pull that off, then they've got a really good running back class brewing up um, to kind of get that running game, continue that running game role. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Jeremiah Smith. I feel like that's something that everyone has been talking about for, for the entire um, recruiting cycle, um, even though he's committed to Ohio State. I think he, he was at Florida this past weekend um, for their game. And I feel like it's also been the kiss of death wherever it feels like wherever he shows up, that team loses. Um, and so I'm sure these teams are a little upset about that happening every time he goes to one of their games. Um, but I think that he's still in play with Miami. That's one we're talking about. We're joking about kind of, you know, guys we're watching on the signing day special. Like he'll definitely be one. Make sure that the fact actually goes to Columbus um, and not to somewhere in Florida because in its circle, it, that one in particular to me goes back to something else that we talked about earlier in the show about the big three of my in, in Florida and their ability to kind of rise up right now is that it makes it really difficult for some of these kids to then leave the state even when they're, you know, as, as Jeremiah is committed to Ohio State who has been a wide receiver factory that is still difficult to then ultimately make that decision 
in the end. But no, I think flip watch is going to be really important for Miami here down the stretch. And it'll be a, if they're able to then get back into that top 10 of the recruiting rankings or able to kind of overtake Florida and Miami for the, for the state championship of recruiting, that's going to be a big part why. Yeah, absolutely. We're watching highlights here from Jordan Lyle, uh, definitely a flip target from Ohio State. Miami is trying to flip him, Jeremiah Smith. And I also want to mention Chris Ewald uh, is, is definitely a possibility for the 2025 class uh, flipping to Miami. Miami's already, of course, has Zaquan uh, Patterson and Jashai Trader committed from Chaminade Madonna High School down here in, in Hollywood, Florida. So Chris Ewald seems like maybe the next uh, domino to to fall from that school. And if that happens, then I think they have an even better chance uh, to, to get Jeremiah Smith. So it's definitely going to be interesting uh, down the stretch because we're in flip season, Greg. Greg. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it, it's going to happen. You know, um, they're, they're going to be flipping like flapjacks soon. <laughs> right. That's what we're in that time of year and it, it's just going to get wild. Like which is, for us, right? This is the fun time, right? Like right. It's sometimes you can call some long days and some sleepless nights, but this is the fun time for us, right? Because this is where business really picks up. Yeah, absolutely. So you had a chance to kind of visit uh, North Florida and South mm -hmm. Georgia. Um, what What's the buzz with Miami with some of the recruits that you talked with? Yeah, I think that it's a it, there's pretty good buzz there, and I think that it kind of goes back to what we were talking about about the the teams like Miami and the state kind of making their move and showing like competency on the field, and in in Miami's case in particular, obviously Mario Cristobal and his staff's ability to recruit. So, for example, um, another wide receiver, Jamie French, that is committed to a big time program in Alabama, 2025 receiver out of Mandarin High School. I saw him play; um, he was fantastic um, in that game. Elite, elite agility and just a fantastic playmaker he mentioned to me that you know as the as the Miami as the Florida schools turn up the heat it is really hard to envision himself leaving the state even though Alabama is right there and Alabama is who they are like you know that ends up being really difficult because they've been playing better and those staffs have been recruiting these um, players harder and that's something that to me it has been the, the buzz that I heard um, about Miami too is that they're they're recruiting me harder right and I think that that's something that's really interesting to note as we go forward is that I know that you've talked about this plenty about Mario Cristobal, him and his staff and about how good of recruiters they are, but also it is well known about just how hard they get after it on the trail. And I think that that's something that I heard um, consistently down in, in while I was in Florida and in South Georgia um, with some of those prospects too. Awesome. Jamie French is a player that, that I love as well. Yeah. Outstanding talent. Um, but Miami, let's talk about, their class, you know, um, mm -hmm. they have a, I think, I think they're up to 25 <laughs> commits at this right. point. Um, they just added a huge Juco offensive tackle and Markel Bell. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to kind of see his tape or anything like that, but who are some of the standouts from this 2024 class that, that, that you like, or that mm -hmm. you think could probably make an immediate impact in the 2024 season? Yeah, you know, a couple of guys, man, there's a few guys in this class that I really like, actually. Um, Booker Pickett um, is a guy that I feel like is going to have a role 
fairly early. Like he's not, he may not be at, at his current weight and every down like kind of edge guy or defensive end. Um, but he can have a package where he can go in there and get after the passer. He's been a sack specialist in high school. Um, I think that that can translate right away. Um, it can be a guy that can help you. Um, you know, you mentioned Saquon Patterson. Um, anytime you get a five star on campus, you want to see him get out there early. And he's definitely got the skills um, to be able to do that. Um, Nykar, you know, so speaking of flips, that was an early flip season situation, right? Getting him off of Georgia. Yeah. Um, I think the receivers, I think a lot of times you can, you're able to kind of get them involved, um, especially when they show that talent early. He's another guy that I like in this class. Um, another guy too, go back, go back to my kind of my Midwest situation, Marquise Lightfoot, the defensive end um, out of Chicago. I really like him. And I thought that, that Miami got kind of a steal reaching up into the Midwest to grab him um, from up there. And he's a kid that to me kind of embodies what you need to be able to do and the type of guys that you need to be able to stack on top of each other when you're talking about winning at the line of scrimmage, right? When we talk about teams, you know, kind of making a resurgence to coming back. Like I know we talk a lot about skill guys. We talk a lot about quarterbacks. But if you're going to really make, make hay and do some damage, you got to do it up front. And I think that the defensive line class that Miami has put together, Lightfoot included, um, is something that I really, really like. Awesome. Yeah, I think they they stacked a bunch of defensive ends in this mm -hmm. class, and they've had success with, with defensive ends. Uh, uh, Ruben Bain has been tearing right. it up uh, on the college gridiron, so I, I, I think these recruits see that, and they're like, okay, well, I, I can perform as well as a freshman, so right. let, me, let me commit to Miami. So Miami definitely doing well in that regard. Before I let you go here, I wanted to ask you about just how this class ends up for Miami, the 24 class. Um, you know, like I said before, they're right now sitting at 12. Uh, Miami's got a six and three record right now. But like, like yeah. I said last year, probably doesn't matter too much because I think the kids know that the program is still building uh, towards the future. Mm -hmm. Uh Cristobal has maybe one and a half, I guess you could say, classes under his belt. So this would be the third, um, so to speak, uh, or second and a half, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you how do you think this class kind of ends up as far as ranking ranking wise? Do you think they end up in the top ten? Yeah, what's it, what's interesting too about what you said about you know that the players understand that they're building for the future. I think that that's something that I feel like I'm always telling fans that the recruits actually take a much bigger picture view of things than I think people give them credit for a lot of times, to be honest. And that when you say that, hey, they were under 500 last season. But this season, they're above 500. They've had a couple of you know kind of iffy losses, but on the whole that's the, an upward trajectory, right? You can sell that. That's why I think that they're going to end up in the top 10 um, of recruiting rankings because you can legitimately say, if you're Mario Cristobal, you can sit in the living room and you can say, we were under 500. We're now above 500. They're going to go to a bowl game. We get that situation figured out. We just need a couple more of you guys to come in here. We're also a key thing that you mentioned too, and I, I really like this. I'm glad you brought it up playing guys early like Miami has done a really nice job this year of playing guys early getting them on the field that can really help you when you're trying to get these blue chip guys into your uh, into your program um especially late here and trying to flip them I think Miami ends up getting in the top 10 
We'll see about if they can win the state of Florida recruiting battle. That was going to be difficult. Um, it might end up um, falling on which team, if any, Jeremiah Smith flips to, um, and if they can flip Armando Blount back. Uh, but I think that they will be in the top 10 when it's all said and done at the end of this year, which would be a, a really another good class because anytime you stack top 10 classes on top of each other and you show progress on the field, that I think is a recipe for some future success uh, for Mario Cristobal and his staff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think uh, Miami's definitely trending in the right direction when it comes to recruiting. And if they continue to stack classes, maybe mm -hmm. they get into the college football playoff in, in the future. Um, so that's, that's going to wrap it up for the storm tracker podcast. Thank you, Greg Smith for joining me, national recruiting analyst for rivals.com. Make sure you visit Rivals.com for more stuff from Greg. Also visit CanesCounty.com, part of the Rivals.com network. Until the next episode.